Great job on chapter 17, and we are talking about leases. It's now time for our end of the chapter review, and we're going to quickly go over just a few items that I think would be important for you to, to remember. Uh, remember, we talked early in the course about a freehold estate. A freehold estate could go on for indefinitely. And the best type of an estate is a fee simple estate. Remember that? Uh, fee simple absolute. Well, in chapter 17, we're talking about leases and more specifically, non-freehold estates. In other words, there are some situations where um, this is not going on indefinitely. It's going to end at some time. It could be a 99-year land lease, but at some point, the non-freehold estate will come to an end. Now, we talked about four different types of estates in your, in your material. Hopefully, you have your notes printed out in your book available in chapter 17. And we went through the four different types of estates. We have an estate for years. Now remember, uh, also called a tenancy for years, an estate for years. Um, an estate for years has a definite beginning and ending date. So you could lease a property on January 1st and the lease expires December 31st. There's no need to notify the landlord that you're moving out on December 31st. Your lease is up then. If you want to move out, you can do that at that point. So that's an estate for years. Definite beginning date and a definite ending date. We also talked about an estate from period to period. So a lot of times that's typical of like a 30-day month-to-month rental. You pay your rent for 30, pay your rent, and you stay there 30 days, and you pay it again. And that's called an estate from period to period, also called a periodic tenancy. So you want to kind of remember and know those as well. Um, then we talked about um, an estate at will. An estate at will is when you were there with the owner or the landlord's permission. So an estate at will uh, might be a situation where um, you have an estate after someone has passed away and you're going to stay in the property for, for a short period of time. And then finally, we have a tenancy at sufferance or a holdover tenant. Uh, you're not paying your rent. I'm trying to evict you. You still don't pay your rent. You're making me go to court to try to get you out of the property. That is a tenancy at sufferance or a holdover tenant and uh, some not a good situation to be in in that specific point. We then talked about the essential elements of a valid lease and you have that in your information there as well. Uh, you need an offer and a and an acceptance or a meeting of the minds. We talked about that with contracts as well. Consideration, something of value. You also need the capacity to contract. So you have to be 18 years of age or older, sound mind, mental capacity, and needs to be for a legal purpose, as you can see there in your notes as well. So I would definitely make sure that you know the four different types of estates or tenancies. They're non-freehold estates. Uh, make sure you understand those specific tendencies as well. And then make sure you understand the essential elements of a valid lease. Standard provisions, we've really talked about a lot of that. Same things we've had when we worked with contracts, but it's right there in your notes. Uh, we talk about assigning and subleasing. That will be uh, likely 
test questions for you. So you need to understand what's the difference between a sublease and the, and the difference between an assignment. And can I do that? And is that permissible? And you know, we talk about a sandwich lease. I think we have that, or I thought that might be uh, somewhere in your notes there. You may have a test question coming up on that in just a minute. And then how can a lease be terminated? Again, very similar to a lot of the ways we talked about listings being terminated through uh, the, the expiration of the lease, mutual agreement, a merger. The tenant buys the property from the owner, the landlord. Well, there you have a merger, lease would go away. Abandonment, breach, and an operation of law could also, in certain situations, terminate a lease. Uh, we have two charts there for you where you can look at um, the lessor's responsibility, the lessee's responsibility. Sometimes people want um, to think that if they lease property, if um, if if the uh, tenant dies, does that terminate the lease? And the answer is no. I remember my grandmother had a one of her very good friends' grandson who was in a Broadway play in New York had passed away. He was doing very well. He was in the musical Cats and had a, one of the leading roles and didn't show up for work one day. And, and they went to his apartment, found him. He had passed away. Now, I remember my grandmother saying, Johnny, that, you know, it's just terrible what happened. And then, believe it or not, they wouldn't let him out of the lease. So the, the parents had to release the apartment in New York. Well, that's part of, of a lease. It's a contract. And just because the tenant dies does not necessarily mean they would let you out of the lease. So you need to understand those. Um, we talked about actual eviction. Uh, that's when the when the owner can sue for possession of the premises. They'd have to go to court and ask for that. Um, sue for the payments due under the lease would be another example of that as well. And then uh, we talk about death uh, there towards the end, and and you have the answer it does not terminate the lease. Now we talk about some different types of leases. We have a gross lease, a net lease. A triple net lease. A net lease is where the owner pays. You find these in commercial properties, but this is where the tenant would pay some of the fixed cost, um, insurance or taxes and repairs. And then a triple net lease or a net 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 lease, the tenant's going to pay for all of the extra upkeep. Now the owner will sometimes provide the lease rate at a lower or discounted amount since it's a triple net lease. So you find those in warehouses, retail stores a lot will have a triple net lease. Retail stores may also have what is called a percentage lease, which was in the notes there as well. And uh, you pay a base amount of rent each month and then you pay a percentage over and above your profits that you make. So you need to know how to calculate a percentage, one of the percentage problems. And we have several of those for you to look at and uh, learn how to do that. Understand what an index and a variable lease rate is. They can go up or down depending on various parameters. And then we talked about a ground lease uh, or a land lease, oil lease. Sometimes those can be for very long periods of time, 99 years, but at some point they're going to end. Um, and finally, remember that only the lessor, owner, lessor, remember that more, um, vendor, seller, optionor, 
grantor, all of those are sellers. Well, lessor is the owner of the property and they are the only ones that's required to sign the lease for it to be valid. If the leasee moves in, that constitutes the lease is a valid lease. Um, you will see questions from this chapter. It's, I mean, I probably sound like a broken record telling you hey, you're going to see a lot of questions. There's a lot of material here and you have to study and prepare and be ready for this exam. And it's interesting. A lot of people will say, oh, John, you'll just learn that information in pre-licensed school and you'll never use it. And the answer is I disagree with them. I think you use a lot of this information after you get out of, of school. In fact, I really felt like my real estate career took off in a, in a whole new direction when I attended pre-licensed real estate school, got my, got my license, sold real estate for a while, and then a year later went back to get my broker's license. And I believe that's when my career really took off and uh, I did some, some amazing things in my real estate career because I had a little bit of experience but going back and going back over the material, it just seemed to make more sense to me. And I thought, gosh, I wish I had taken more time to apply that information in my, in my early, that first year of my real estate career, because it really started falling in place. So you do use this material. You may not be conscious of it the first few months, but I encourage you to go back, pull the book back out and take a look at some of this information and go back through it again, because I think it'll be very helpful for you. But it's an important chapter. Make sure you understand the four different types of tenancies, non-freeold estates. Remember, you have an estate for years, a state from period to period. You have an estate at will and you have an estate at sufferance. So you need to know those, know the valid elements of a lease, um, you know, know about subleasing, about assignment, lots of information here. But you're going to do good. I know you will, and I'm trusting you will do just fine. So uh, you now will take the practice exam for this chapter. Once you pass it, after a 75% passing score, you can meet me on over in Chapter 18.